Welcome back to another episode of the Born Again Again podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Joe. And today we're going to be talking about trusting yourself and being really strict about who you listen to. So I feel like all of us who are raised in evangelical Christianity, we we paid way too much attention to what everybody else thought about what we were doing and thought about what we were thinking. Um, and I think for some of us that like that system worked really well. Like in my case, I feel like I've kind of fit in and I just sort of like followed the rules and it was almost comforting to me to like have everybody else kind of telling me what to do and what to think and how to feel and all of that. Um, obviously Katie, your experience was different because Katie was like rebel the whole time, not the whole time. Cause I feel like you did it pretty well for a while. It's kind of like being a false rebel because I'm not really a rebel. And I, I kind of feel like people who think that they're rebels probably feel that way. It's not like you're a rebel. It's just that you think differently than other people. So you're, you are the only one who's like being punished by your own rebellion because you don't actually like step out of line. You're just internally tortured all the time. Yes. Yeah. Because you weren't like a rebellious person. I feel like no, you like followed the rules more than no, I did. I was just even. a good, I was, just, yeah. I was a good kid. I feel like what we're really talking about here is our intuition. Yeah. And like, I think it's funny because we, you know, I, I see like a lot of people, especially on like line and who talk about self-help now and like self-care and like all that stuff, talk about tapping into their intuition, but it's not a new concept and we've actually always had it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like it was even kind of crossed with God's voice. Like as a Christian, I think like sometimes you can mistake your intuition as God's voice or if it doesn't align with it, you just think that it's like your bad rebellious thoughts inside you. Right. And I feel like that's what I thought because I think that my whole life, the way that everybody was demonstrating how to live or make decisions or what they were telling me what to do, I just felt like that just doesn't seem like me. That doesn't feel like me, but it seems like everybody else likes to do things that yeah. way. So I feel bad. Like what's wrong with me? Yeah. Like everyone else seems fine. Like they're not having any issue with yeah, this. Yeah. They're not having the a problem. So I must be like, I must be wrong yeah. and I must be just a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone gets kind of gets to a certain point when they're like leaving the faith where they feel like that. Like, why is ev everyone else is fine with this? They're not having any issues, but like, it's so hard for me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So like, I, I don't know. I, I think that we like put so much emphasis on other people's advice and like the wisdom of our elders and of the wisdom of our pastors and our leaders and like the spiritual leaders who are put in our life. God put them for a reason and we should like really respect what they're saying and we should we should look to them for advice and all of that. So a couple of years ago, we were reading a book and it posed the question, who do you listen to? Or, or rather it stressed the importance of really, really um, getting clear on who do you listen to in your life? And that's referring to like advice about anything. So for me, I think growing up, the people I listened to were the people I was told were like authorities in my life. So mm -hmm. obviously we kind of grew up listening to our parents and getting getting input about how the world works from our parents. And then obviously church and church leadership, like they are people who we're told to kind of look to for advice. Um, your elders, you know, any of like the classics, mm -hmm. like all the people that you're told are kind of not necessarily in authority over you, but who you need to respect and who are like kind of the wisdom holders mm -hmm. in your life. And to be fair, that's like, if you were to ask the question at the time, who do you listen to? You would say, I need to listen to Christians Yeah, because they give me 
like the answer I need to Definitely. hear. So to answer that question or to talk about that question again, who do you listen to? I think like one of the biggest things that came out of that, like posing that question or thinking about that was like a person you can listen to is yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's bad to not trust anyone. Like that becomes a habit. Of course. And then you can't really trust people. But I think like I've always been really wary because I think I've always known deep down that nobody really knows what's going on inside of me and nobody knows what my perspective on things is. Nobody has my head and nobody realizes how much I've actually thought through everything I'm asking about. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought that when you ask for advice in the church, the older people that you're talking to, like talk to you in a really condescending way. And I've always been very annoyed by feeling like I'm young and dumb mm-hmm. and like, yeah, young and dumb is like totally the feeling yes. that it really well, <laughs> young and inexperienced. And yeah. while that is the case, there's like times when you just kind of know what you need to do mm-hmm. at that point in your life. And yeah. you know that maybe you need to make that mistake or figure it out for yourself or just do it your own way. Yeah. I think that's a good, good way of putting it. I, I feel like in church, at least in the churches we were a part of, I, I really feel like people loved giving advice. Like advice was given freely and wildly to anybody who would hear it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that's a good thing now. Mm-hmm. We, there's something we talk about a lot is like, what's the correct way to give someone advice? And I feel like in most cases, uh, my advice is not going to be super applicable to someone else because like you were just saying, at the deepest, most core level, our experience is completely unique. Like even if I am the same age as someone and the same gender and have the same life experiences, my like perceptions of all that stuff is going to be wildly different than theirs is. And so I don't know. I, I think we've been just taking advice with a lot more, a lot more grains of salt, a lot with more a, grains of salt. <laughs> our advice is a lot saltier now. <laughs> Um, no, but I, we're just being a lot more careful about kind of who we're listening to um, and and who we're looking to for input about different things in our life. And it's nice now that I, I we don't really have anyone in our life who's like actively telling us, you know, listen to your elders or listen to these specific people who are in your church or like you need to sit on Sunday and listen to this one guy say his opinion about this book. But like even a step further than that, we don't even need to look to a certain book for advice. Because obviously as a Mm -hmm. Christian, like you have a lot of people in your life who are trying to quote, speak into your life. But like at the most fundamental level, you have given all of your authority over to the Bible. And you've kind of like said, no, this is where I get all of my advice from. Um, And I don't, I don't think it's healthy to have anything in your life that is like that solid of a pillar, like, I don't know. Nothing is reliable enough to be to be worth putting that much weight in it. Especially something that's outside of yourself. Oh, and I yeah. think that what we like really wanted to emphasize in this episode today is that we've as Christians, as ex-Christians, we really learned to always look outside of ourselves and always be listening to someone else and to live our life sort of based on the model that other people have given us like 2000 years ago or just from 2000 years ago all the way up generation by generation they've given us a model and we need to live this way and ultimately we need to fulfill the desires of other people yeah. and the biggest person we need to f- fulfill the desires for or of uh, is god yeah and he he is the one that basically we are 
doing everything for. Totally. And I think like as a Christian, that didn't sound so bad because it did sound really noble. It sounded good. You were taught, I mean, you were taught that living for yourself is, is selfish yeah. and it's still hard for me to like, to think about that mm-hmm. in a non-selfish way because of how it's been so drilled into me. Yeah. But God of the Bible is just, he's just another man almost. Right. The way that he's portrayed <laughs> is like an old grumpy granddad who doesn't know you. And I'm I'm like open to the belief and the, uh, the possibility of a creator and a God. Mm-hmm. But I feel that that God made you who you are to follow your own intuition. Yeah, yeah. And I that God that I had to follow my whole life said, you do this and you do this and you do this and you do this and you'll feel free. But if there is a creator or when I do feel like spiritual or when I do really feel like myself, it's because I feel like the ability of the allowance to listen to what my intuition and my gut has to say. And, and I feel like when you do that, I kind of realize you kind of realize that everything sort of flows yeah, in your right. life. That's interesting. I had a conversation with a Christian recently in which he was saying to me, Joe, it sounds like you want to be your own God. And when he said that, I part of me is like, you know what? That's well, part actually, of you is like, ow, ow, cringe. Well, part of me is like, <laughs> cringe. I've said that to people, embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> the other part of me is like, you know what? That is actually a decent like concept of God that we are all God and that we all our own. We're all making our own decisions. We're all operating out of our own perspectives and like kind of the world is our oyster. We're, we're on our own, you know, that was like a beautiful thing. I liked it. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like Tommy from love Island season five said it best when he said, if you weren't meant to follow your gut, you wouldn't have one. Okay. Yeah. Great. I love bringing love Island into this. (laughs) We like love Island. Okay. I feel like that hits me so strong because my whole life I've had gut feelings and I've either thought that they were God or if they like, like I said in the beginning went against what, people were saying in my life, then I thought that they were just me and I needed to squash that. Yeah. But now I'm realizing that they're just my intuition yeah. and I still have them. So it's almost as if I still have sometimes like the feeling and the presence of God that I thought was the was God before. Yeah. I still get like little hints or like insights and I'm like, wow, at the time when I was Christian, I would have been like, this is God. Yeah, totally. But actually it's just like my inner wisdom. You're, st- you're like still quote feeling or hearing the voice of God yes. in a way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It still I feels the that. same way. The funny thing is that I feel that I'm experiencing that much more now, like now at this point than I did while I was a Christian, yes. even though when I was a Christian, I like craved that. I, someone on Instagram was just talking about how they like prayed and cried out because they wanted to hear God's voice so bad. Like in, in any way, that's how I was. I was like desperate to like hear some of his voice. And now I know that my, my intuition is like talking to me and bubbling thoughts up into my consciousness so much more than it ever used to. Mm-hmm. But I think it makes sense because we, when we were Christian, like it almost felt like I was in this cage that thousands and thousands of people had created over the last 2000 years it was like this whole structure and framework and and everyone had their input on like what's right and what's wrong and what's good and what's bad and how you should think and how you should feel and all these things. So me as like a young evangelical, I was kind of just fit into this like system and just bouncing around within this cage mm-hmm. of all of these other ideas and boundaries that all of these other random people had set up before me. And I had just become completely 
disconnected from my own, like my own intuition, my own thoughts and feelings, my own opinions about things, because everything was like kind of spoon fed to me from all of these external sources. I never had to look inside because no matter what question or like problem I was facing in my life, there were always what felt like hundreds of external voices, whether that be the Bible or like God or parents or pastors or whatever, who were all chomping at the bit to get their peace in, to, to like speak into my life, you know? And at the time I liked it. I was like, oh, this is great. Like we have such a community. Everyone's kind of taking care of me. But as we've left that, it's like, oh, what the heck, you guys? Like I have this, I have a lot of inner wisdom myself. I, I can answer a lot of these questions myself. And now I'm like crazy about trying to develop that. Mm -hmm. I, I want to hear from myself more. But it didn't happen overnight. Oh, no. And it's, I, I feel that I've come like a long way in it. And I hope you can see that. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like I have so much deeper. I want to go into it. I've, I still feel envious of you in some ways because I feel like you are very intuitive and that's been like so beneficial for you personally and for our relationship and everything. It's good. I mean, I, I think your intuition like helped get us out of religion. And I, I, hope I don't, so. I don't know I if mine, <laughs> if I don't know if mine would have ever been strong enough to get out on its own. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so I think we've, we've made that a big priority in our lives, like trying to hear our inner voice, trying to listen to our own advice in a way and trying to be really, really careful about like basically the voices that we're allowing into our heads. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I feel like maybe we should start talking about what helped us to start listening to our own inner voice. Yeah. And I think that there's no really, there's not really like a path to get there, but there's definitely uh, just allowing yourself to practice step by step Definitely. and just a couple things that maybe you can keep in mind. And, and actually, if you think about it, what we're saying, we're not going to be able to give you the path because you kind of need to figure it out on your own totally. with your own intuition. Yeah. So don't ha -ha. listen to us. <laughs> but if you're stuck, then maybe you can try just a couple things that we've tried. Yeah. This helped us. So I think a really good place to start is kind of the general like overarching idea of being very protective of the sources you get your information from like the people you're interacting with and having conversations with that could be news that you're reading or not reading it could be your social media your instagram facebook all of that basically i i feel like in today's world we have there are so many voices just like shouting at you all the time nonstop about why you should care about their opinions or why you should think about this or you should do that or you should feel this like there's just there's a lot of noise mm -hmm. i think even people who are helping you like even us, oh definitely like if you yeah. i think that nowadays we just have to be conscious that we are always being bombarded by information and that information is largely consisting of other people's perspectives and opinions yeah and it's possible that you can agree with them, but I think it's also possible to be carried away in them and to not like really think for yourself and just to be like, man, I don't really know what I think about this. So I'm going to go listen to this person and I'm going to just think what they think because yeah. I trust them no matter what. Totally. And I, I feel like that's one of the first things that we noticed that you don't have to be a part of a church to be swayed by what everybody else tells you Definitely to think. Not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's a good point that like, I feel like most of the people that I interact with, um, meaning like most of the people I I'm hearing from like via social media and stuff are people who are trying to help. 
you know, like, I don't think they're malicious and they're trying to like steer you wrong or anything like that. But when you have 50 people telling you what you need to be doing to like make yourself healthier or how you can be the best in this area or whatever, like that ends up being noise. And at some point you need to just stop and you need to decide for yourself, like what you're going to do, how you're going to live, which of these pieces you're going to take and which pieces you're going to throw out. I think it's so easy, especially for us, like ex evangelicals. And I, we've talked about it before, but it's so easy to kind of give your own power away. I, I think it's much easier to just listen to what someone else is saying rather than like thinking for yourself and coming to your own conclusion. You know, it takes a lot less effort to put on a podcast and hear someone else's opinion about something than it does to like actually sit down and think, okay, like, what are my values? What, you know, when I think about this thing as a whole, like, where do I land? What feels right? What feels not right? All of that. Um, And so, yeah, like limiting, I feel like limiting your intake of just information in general, that has been super helpful for us. Um, And there's like been a few ways we've done that. I've unsubscribed from a ton of podcasts that I used to try to keep up with, unfollowed tons of people on Instagram. Katie, you've like taken an even more extreme route and you like deleted your Facebook and deleted your YouTube. I, de- I deactivated my Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. something that I, I think it was like, it was after we watched that um, Netflix documentary, the social, oh, social dilemma. dilemma. <laughs> yeah. We, I got really that spiked like that by kick, that. The kicker. It was you know, it's like basically talking about like just the dangers of social media. It's a little bit about what we were just saying, but there's other parts to it that we don't need to go into here. But I kind of, I know that social media is like a huge part of our lives right now. And even I'm using it to try to create a job. So I know that I can't get rid of all of it, but I was just kind of looking at the the superfluous, you know, accounts that I had and the ones that I didn't really use that often. Facebook was definitely one of them. I didn't really ever go on there. And it was sort of something that I just felt like, you know, I really like to like clean, clean up things and organize. And it felt like an organization of my life. And so I decided to deactivate it, deactivate it. And it just really helped clear up a part, a portion of my mind. Maybe that necessarily like Facebook wasn't necessarily taking up, but it just gave me some space and it made me feel like, okay, I have this other space to devote somewhere else. Yeah. And I, I also, I did have some YouTube videos and I realized that like, I didn't really, really want to be a part of that as well. And I, I feel like every time I would open up YouTube, there would be like notifications and it would be distracting me when I was trying to work out or like look at videos to, (laughs) to work out or do something else. And I, I felt like I was constantly being distracted. So I also just made all of those videos private. It's not, I feel like it's once again, it's like, that's what my intuition told me to do. I don't feel like, I would expect anybody else to feel necessarily the same, but you kind of have to figure out your own ways of like kind of decluttering your mental life, I suppose. And that for me was really important because I get very, very distracted by things online. Yeah. Me personally. Decluttering your mental life is a good way to put it. It's just, I think we are like so bombarded with information on every front about everything good or bad that it's, it's crazy. Like, how could you ever expect to begin to hear your inner voice, to begin to connect with your intuition if you like have noise canceling headphones on with a thousand voices shouting into your mm-hmm. ears all the time about every subject that you may or may not care about? It's just, it's too much. Mm-hmm. We we talk about the news a lot. And obviously when this episode airs, the election is tomorrow or election day is going to be tomorrow. And I think it's interesting how much our like peers 
I don't know. It seems interesting how much people give their attention to the news and even surrounding the election. Because I think about like Biden versus Trump. If I didn't hear a single piece of news in the last four years about Donald Trump, I still would have voted against him. I would have voted for his opponent in this election. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't have had to hear a second of political news in the last four years to determine who I was going to vote for in this election. But I have like watched tons of stuff about Trump and about Biden. I've read tons of articles and seen tons of memes and tons of people's opinion pieces about like how he's such a bad president and about how there's so much bad stuff going on. And this is what might happen if this happens. And just a lot of noise, you know what I mean? And, and I was thinking about it the other day, like, I don't actually feel like any of that stuff added any value to my life. And it didn't cause me to change like my actions at all. The only thing it feels like it has done is made me stressed out for like the last four years. You know, like I, I've just been catching myself, I guess, giving my attention to things that are like only going to make me upset or only going to aggravate me that aren't going to actually like benefit me in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just such a trap. You know, these, like that social dilemma movie said, like these apps and websites and stuff are all designed with the sole purpose of keeping you engaged on them as long as possible. So like addicted, addicted. Yeah. And so like the news sites, they, they don't benefit by publishing the truth. They benefit by publishing something that's going to get you super angry or super like spiked in some way, you know? And so when you start to recognize that stuff, it starts to become, it starts to feel like really, really important to be really careful, basically what you're listening to, what you're watching, what you're filling your brain with, because it's, that stuff takes a toll. You know, if you're like sitting there angry about Trump all the time, like you're not going to be in the best place to have like beautiful ideas to pursue your dream life. Like I feel like the two, at least for me, just feel so incompatible. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like we realize that as if you like, if you're constantly listening to things that are not you and aren't, you know, are giving you advice that go against how you feel your life should be, you're going to feel depressed. I mean, even as Christians, we got depressed and we were depressed being like getting out of Christianity, Christianity, realizing that we're basically empty. Yeah. And if you're depressed, your body is like, I can't do anything. Yeah. I, I'm not capable of, of doing anything. So you're not going to do anything. You're not going to have any like, ideas you're not really going to hear your intuition you're not there's just like a lot obviously if you if you've felt depressed before then you know that you just it's just kind of like hard to get out of it yeah on your own and that i feel like i've come to a point in my life i'm not even that old i'm 32 but i feel like i'm sick of I'm kind of like sick of giving my attention to things that make me feel like crap. Yeah. And I've really, especially in the last year, been focusing on, I need to at least look at things, read things, be involved with things, think about things that are adding value to my life. Mm-hmm. Because if I can add value to my life and I'm, you know, doing that for myself, helping myself, I can be the best person. Yeah. I can be my my best self. And then I can give something to the world, even if it's small each day. Yeah. That's the best possible thing I think you can do for the world is to be like personally very healthy and inspired and like full of ideas Mm -hmm. and full of love that you can spread everywhere else. And that doesn't happen overnight. No. And it, and it definitely, it comes in different ways because maybe my best self isn't like I have, 
in this point in my life so much love to spread to everyone because no, it's still spreading out into me because mm-hmm. I need to learn how to love myself. But it could mean that like, because I love myself, I can just make better decisions each day. And that might impact like a couple other people yeah. who could be impacted to impact someone else. I don't know. It doesn't have to be like, bam, you are perfect and now you have love expanding from your body and you help every single person. <laughs> so enlightened and instantly. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like, it's thinking of the small successes every day that that's how it's going to be. Yeah, definitely. Beginning. Yeah. And I, I think, I think that there is important stuff going on. Obviously there's been important news in the last year, important events going on, important like social changes and stuff. That stuff is very important. I think really worthwhile. And I'm not saying that you should just ignore everything and everyone around you and close off and just be a hermit and never talk to anyone. But what I'm, what I am saying is that for the last hundred million years or whatever, a person probably only knew about like 20 people in his circle of like, the news that was going on in his little tribe or whatever. Now in the 21st century, I wake up and like, I know the news of billions of people around the world in a second. And it's, it's too much for a single person to bear. If you aren't like really careful about how much you're intaking, what you're like taking to heart and, and not taking the time to kind of like stop and apply that news or mix that news up with your own values and your own beliefs and kind of come to your own conclusions um, so yeah, I just, I just feel like it's so important to, to be, to be on like a little bit of a, a news media diet and instead like take that extra time and like really think through where you sit with things, think through your own values, think through your own decisions and like figure out how that's actually going to apply to you and affect your life. Um, so I, I guess another second part of what I wanted to talk about was that I think in addition to kind of cutting out the noise Um, a really important part of finding your intuition and finding your inner voice again is basically giving yourself space to experience that. Um, And so when we are Christians, like Christians talk about uh, quiet time all the time time. and like (laughs) devotional time and Bible reading time or Mm -hmm. prayer time in the mornings or whatever. Um, Obviously we don't do that anymore. We don't have prayer time in the morning, but I think, I think something we've adopted recently that's really helped us is actually by starting our day with almost like quiet time mm-hmm. every morning. The way we start our day is we wake up and first thing we put on a guided meditation and we meditate for like 45 minutes. And we found that that is like a really key part of us feeling really good mm-hmm. in the world right now. We've done it long term this is our third time. Yeah, and we've been doing it probably like three months consistently now, right? Or two months. Uh-huh. And every time we've done it about three months and then we just stop because we get distracted. Because we're feeling good too. <laughs> and we're like, we're feeling so good. We don't yeah. need to do this anymore. And then we like go downhill a month later. Mm-hmm. But we realize that you we can see the, the effects of it working basically. Definitely. And I think like even if you just wake up and have some time to not look at your phone and read a book or drink tea and like stare out the window and just like have a moment of peace. I think like that is something that's really, really helped both of our intuitions. Totally. And because I, you know, it took me like so long to like get into the whole meditation 
Joe actually made me meditate once when we were Christians and I was like really weirded really? out by it. Yeah, you made me do a headspace. <laughs> and you were weirded out by it? Yeah, like, I was like, what is this? App? I don't like, I, <laughs> that was almost like I was resisting it. Not a devil app, but I was like, this seems weird. Like yeah. weird people meditate like or like, pointless. like woo woo people meditate yeah. and it's, you know, is it about God? Like, I don't want to believe in another religion. Yeah. And anyway, it's been kind of a journey and now I feel like I can't, I would never have even imagined that we meditate every morning. Yeah, so and, much. It's like, yeah, really become a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely a way that you can tap into your intuition. And it's, it's a good way to start the day to just like have a time to be peaceful. I think that another thing that I found that's really helped kind of hone my gut is to just notice when I'm having, when I might be having a gut feeling. And I think, I think it's like one thing for someone to be like, yeah, you need to trust your intuition. You need to like tap into your gut and like drop into your heart and feel like what you feel and quiet your, your mind and hear the still small voice. Because it's not that when I like stop thinking, close my eyes and listen to some calming music that a voice just pops into my gut. That is not true. Not, (laughs) I think it's possible. And I feel like it maybe has happened to me before, but like, I think that there's actually nothing mystical about receiving a message from your gut or your intuition. And that like happens almost every day. And I think the best thing for me was just like realizing that it's going to happen. And when it happens to, it kind of like hits you like a lightning bolt in a way where you're like, I think I feel differently than this person saying they want it. They want to do this, but I think I feel differently. And a good way to practice it is to just decide to go with your gut yeah, and then it's going to get stronger. So I feel like recently I had something where somebody emailed me about something like about a job and I just like had a weird feeling about it. And, you know, my whole life, everybody's always like tells, I, I kind of have this impression that everybody's like thinks that I, you know, just hate everybody. And I'm really, you know, like I, like I'll always say no. I'm a person who says no because I don't want to feel uncomfortable and I don't want to do this and this isn't right for me. But I realize I think that it's just because I really know what's right for me and yeah. what's not. Well, and you so, even asked me for advice about that when you got that email, uh-huh. and I think I told you do it. I was like, yeah, you should do it. And I was like, mm, I'll I'll keep emailing. I'll see. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. So I kept emailing, and it got weirder. And I'm like, this is definitely not right. And I'm like, you know what? I think. Is, is this discord that I'm feeling, me being a bad person, rebellious person, me not being right, me being, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, broken, I'm weird. I, how come I'm not like everybody else? Or is it like a gut feeling that's telling me to do this? So I decided, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to just fall. I'm going to listen to it because it really feels like there's some kind of like discord in my body. And I felt that feeling so much over my life. And I'm like, I'm going to listen to it this time, see what happens because And I said, I saw I emailed back and basically said no to them. And I felt so good after that. And I talk about it all the time that I feel like it's a change. It's a point in my life where I changed and I realized that like, I need to go with my gut. You know, it's funny. I don't even know what would have happened from it, but it just felt like my body like celebrated afterwards. And I was like, I've never listened to myself. And I feel like that was totally right for me to say no in this situation. And I think that like, you might not get it right every time, but like, I think try listening to it. If it's telling you to go for something, or if it's telling you not to go for something, if it's telling you that I don't want to eat that, 
I don't think that's right for me. Or like, I don't want to watch that movie. I don't want to watch that movie. I don't think it's like going to be good for my brain mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know what it is, but it's could be just little day to day stuff. Yeah. I think that was a really good example you shared though, because you, like you said, it's not like this gut vo- like the voice came out of your gut and was like so clear and you're like, Oh, easy. I'm going with that. It was mm-hmm. like, you've had this feeling and you're like, Oh, something seems right. I don't know if I should say yes or no. Something seems wrong or something seems wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, if it's like, if that's genuinely my intuition or what it is. Yeah. But I don't know like what it was kind of took the risk in a way. And you're like, no, I'm going to go with my gut. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You kind of have to take a few risks. Like because you need to be willing to, pra- to make a mistake, yeah, right? Be, yes, exactly. Be willing to make the mistake. But try just a couple times because it's like, that's what I was thinking is I was thinking, you know, my whole life I felt like I had such a strong gut, but I've never allowed myself to go with it. And so what happens if now, if I have these gut feelings, if I just allow myself to go with it? And I've been doing that for the past, you know, it really only started that, I think that happened in spring. Yeah. And- I've been doing that ever since. And it's my, I feel like I feel great. Yeah. I feel, obviously I still have bad days, but like, I just feel like things seem to be just, I don't know, like I'm more myself and I kind of know who I am more and I feel a lot better about it. And I feel that in you, like it's attractive to me because you come across more self-assured and you seem like more solid and more, more of like an individual person. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's, it's really nice. I've been trying to do the same thing. I feel like you're like my, I'm your apprentice. I'm learning from you as you go, (laughs) but it's good. It's been such a good process. And I, you know, like we said, I think a key part is first of all, you need to turn down the noise that's hitting your ears. And I think that noise can come from a lot of different places. Many of those like very good, wholesome, there are a lot of good, wholesome voices trying to get their words into your head as well. And I, you know, it's not the people's who are speaking's fault. It's not anyone's no. fault. It's not good or bad. It's just, it's too much. And and for people like us who have been severely disconnected from their own inner voice and their own intuition, I think all of the noise is just too much for us to handle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, turn down the noise and then create the space and time for you to begin to hear that inner voice. I know for me, meditation has been super helpful. Like we said, there's tons of other stuff you can do. And I think all of them sound a little bit cliche or trite or too simple or something to be meaningful. But we've been finding that a lot of times advice in the past that seemed too simple or too trite or too like, I don't know, corny is actually some of like the meatiest best advice we've gotten. So yeah, stuff like journaling, like wake up, If you wake up and instead of looking at your phone and being bombarded with the opinions of thousands of other people, instead you don't pick up your phone, but you pick up a notebook and you just write down a full page of freeform thoughts. Like think about how that's going to affect your intuition and your like connection with yourself and your gut. Mm -hmm. That's just another example. It'll take you two minutes to just write out a page of whatever's in your Mm -hmm. brain. Do that every day for a month and see how you feel. You know what I mean? that meditation, like you said, Katie, just stopping and like taking a few breaths and just stopping your thoughts for a second. That's great. Or just like, yeah, stop and take a few breaths and ask yourself, what is the best way for you to feel healthy? Yeah. Because what am I feeling right now? Period. Yeah. Maybe you'll think like, oh, I, I need to journal. Maybe you're like, I shouldn't journal. That journaling's not for me. Or maybe you think I should read, or maybe you think I should dance. Maybe you think, oh, I should just listen to music and drink my coffee. Totally. There's like, I feel like when somebody like offers you a piece of advice and you know that it's right for you, it feels a certain way in your body. Yeah, and you're totally. like, whoa, that 
that, that gets me. me. That slaps yeah. me. <laughs> just, I think like, that's all you really need to like look up for is, is something like hitting you hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like right. really hitting you to your core. And like, maybe that's something that you should try doing. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause if you listen to this and you're like, oh, you know what? That doesn't feel right. I should actually listen to more news and I should just connect to myself then less. Do it. Then, you know, you know what? I got to give it to you. Yeah. Do it. Take your own advice. Your own advice is, I think, oftentimes going to be better than someone else because obviously they don't know what your experience is. Yeah. No matter what. Exactly. Yeah. Before we go, we wanted to let you know that we have a couple more tiers on our Patreon. So they span from $1 to $20. And next week, our episode will be only on Patreon. And we are going to be discussing the book, Growing Kids God's Way, which is the manual, I which guess. Which is the psycho manual that, that Joe was brought up on. Yeah. So we are excited <laughs> to look through that book. That one will be only on our Patreon. The following week will be out just publicly. Um, another thing that we have going on is we are officially announcing our born again, again, book club, and that is going to be, uh, through Patreon as well. And by the time this episode airs, there will be a poll, uh, where you can submit a book that you'd like to read with all of us or vote on another book that's already submitted. So look for that there. So thanks so much for listening this time and we will catch you another day. <laughs>